0: This is Spunky and Snarky and we say welcome "Welcome to the the show. show. Hello and welcome back. Easter's fast approaching so we're gonna have a little spring egg extravaganza. What's Easter or any holiday without a cartoon special? So today, we dug up a classic, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because what's more Easter than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? So let's dive in and see what they got going on for Easter. Today we're watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Season 4, Episode 14, called The Turtles and the Hare. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is an animated television series based on the comic books of the same name created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. The show ran in syndication from October 1st, 1988 through November 2nd, 1996. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was about four turtles who were regular turtles until they met some like toxic sludge and they become mutant ninja turtles, aka like human size. They also meet Splinter, who was a man who became a rat. So Splinter, (laughs) who's a martial artist, teaches them to become ninja. Hence, they are teenage mutant ninja turtles. So the turtles get named after all the Renaissance people. So we got Donatello... Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Raphael. They have a connection with this news reporter, April O'Neil, who helps them out. And they constantly fight Shredder. Voiced by Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Air. I knew that voice sounded familiar. So in this particular episode, we open with Donatello, who is my favorite. He's the smart one. He's my favorite, too he goes and wakes the other people up because he's like, I got an invention, you gotta come see this. And it turns out that his invention is this automatic egg painting machine. He's like, you don't gotta waste time with dyes. Like, this will do the trick for you. It's for the Channel 6 annual Easter egg hunt where April and neo works. So he starts pissing off the other turtles by making a ton of egg buns Then Michelangelo arrives and accidentally falls falls on the machine switch which causes the machine to go haywire and then he gets sucked into the machine. I thought he was going to come out all painted but no (laughs) he just ends up like being flung and a bunch of eggs get broken. We cut from their egg shenanigans to where Shredder is at the Technodrome and Krang who is like a brain in a gigantic body. He's showing Shredder his latest invention, a docilizer, which is this ray that turns humans into timid versions of themselves. So he sends Bebop and Rocksteady out, greatest henchman names ever. And they're dressed as Easter bunnies and they're going to test out this ray. So they go to the Channel 6 building and start blasting people, and they get all docile. One guy, like, kind of turned into a rabbit, and everyone else, like, is just afraid and shrinks behind everyone else. So Shredder's like, it works. April tries to escape and hides behind a desk and she uses her turtle communicator to contact the turtles who were on the way to the studio anyway because they were going to deliver the eggs. Bebop and Roxetti find April under the desk and zap her. Krang is watching and they're all excited. They're going to use the ray on all of humanity. But when the turtles arrive, they see April all scared and they are going to fight but Bebop tries to use the docilizer on the turtles, and it don't work. And Krang is watching, and he's like, you idiots, it don't work on turtles, it only works on humans. So Shredder wants them to come back, even though they want to fight the turtles. They leave, and the turtles are like, what do we do about our friends? Fortunately, Donatella's portable spectroscope caught a sample of the ray, and he needs to go back to his workshop so he can analyze it. We cut to the workshop and Donatello says that he isolated the Dosselars array and the only way to neutralize the effects is to use a cyranium crystal refractor. Michelangelo tries to look around the workshop for one, but Donatello says that they are so rare that there are not even any in this dimension. He then searches on his dimensional scanner, trying to locate one. They finally find that there is one in the fairy tale dimension, and Leonardo and Raphael decide to go get it. This is when this episode goes from like normal weirdness to like batshit crazy stuff. I was like, okay, I'm with you with the docilizer, but now you know about multiple dimensions and can access them, and there's a fairy tale dimension. But before they go, Donatello warns them that his portable portal generator is unstable and he might not be able to get them back home. But they decide to go anyways. Meanwhile, at the Technodrome, Shredder and Krang discuss the next steps for world domination. Now that they know the docilizer ray works, Krang needs to get control of a microwave tower so he can broadcast the ray to make the entire city docile. But first, they need to break into the microwave control center to reprogram the computer. So Leonardo and Raphael are in Fairytale Land and almost get taken out by the Rub-a-dub-dub three men in a tub. <laughs> then a giant line comes down which you find out is part of the beanstalk and they meet Jack who apologizes. And then the hare runs past them and then comes back and introduces himself as Hokum Hare. And he's like, oh, no wonder I always lose. There's two of you. You're cheating. And it turns out he's the hare from the tortoise and the hare. But then all of a sudden a giant comes and they all go hide. In the process, Leonardo loses his turtle comb and the giant ends up picking it up and taking it. So, back at the workshop, Donatello tries to communicate with Leonardo and Raphael, but doesn't get any answer. He's found the location of the Cyranium crystal, and he's worried about the portal. He has Michelangelo push the lever on the portal generator to full, so hopefully it will stay open. Meanwhile, Leonardo and Raphael have climbed the beanstalk to follow the giant and hopefully get their communicator back. And the hare follows them because he's convinced that they're trying to cheat in this race that they're not even a part of. When they get to the doorstep of the giant's castle, the giant pops out and sees them and like picks them up and probably is going to try to eat them. While that's happening, back with April O'Neil, she's trying to do a news report on the street but is like terrified of everything. But then Shredder shows up and grabs the mic from her because he's got something to say. He's like, we're going to use the microwave and pretty soon everyone's going to be fossilized. Donatello sees the news report and realizes that they have to be going to the microwave transmission center outside of town. Back at the castle, the giant dumps his treasure bag onto the table, which includes the turtles and their turtle comm. Leonardo tries to grab the turtle comm, but the giant picks it up and swats him away with sand. The giant sees Donatello on the screen and is distracted. So Leonardo and Raphael make an escape plan. They tie some yarn to a box and then kick it off the table, creating a rope. And Raphael then kicks the pepper jar, making the giant sneeze and grabs the turtle comb. In other words, they go super MacGyver on the giant. They climb down the yarn rope and ask Donatello where the crystal is. He says it's somewhere close, as Leonardo ties up the giant's feet with the remaining yarn. The giant gets up to give chase and falls, and a pouch on his belt rips, revealing the crystal, which rolls away, and Hokum hair picks it up. The turtles say that they need to bring it back to Earth, but Hokum says that they're not leaving without him because he's sick of racing. They say okay and climb down the beanstalk just as Jack chops it down. They radio through Donatello to get them out of there, and Donatello and Michelangelo switch the portal to reserve power, and Leonardo, Raphael, and Hokum jump through the portal and reunite with Donatello and Michelangelo. Reunited and it feels so good. They jump in the turtle van and head towards the microwave center. They arrive just as Shredder is going to pull the lever to docilize everyone, but Hokum pulls the lever instead, releasing the ray. Hokum hops up onto the roof and turns the microwave satellite on Shredder, and Shredder quickly opens a portal and he and Bebop and Rocksteady retreat back to the technodrome where he hides under a desk now docileized and afraid of everything. Donatello turns off the ray and puts the crystal in place to neutralize the docile rays. Abel reports on the story and gives Hokum a job as the Easter Bunny for the egg hunt. Hokum says that once he's done being the Easter Bunny, he'll be ready to go back to the fairy tale dimension. Michelangelo suggests that they all go back and take turns racing Hokum, and the other turtles look annoyed at that notion, and that's the end of the episode. I'm just left with one burning question, which is once the villains got back to the Technodrome, did they begin to rock steady? Steady, They're fucking all night long. So thoughts on the episode? I love old cartoons. There were a lot of voice actors Like I felt like I remembered from other things. Yeah. It's punny and weird. I mean, they took it to another level. <laughs> you couldn't just solve the docile thing. No, you gotta go to fairytale land. But okay. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I love fairytale, so I'm about that life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've forgotten a lot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons, but I know I used to watch it. We would kind of just watch whatever was on and we'd flip between the three networks until we found something we liked. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about it was all the no problemo and the very 90s lingo. Michelangelo's like a surfer slash stoner dude. He's a party animal, as it says in the theme song. And I love the theme song. Old cartoon theme songs are the shit. Like... They explained everything you needed to know. I enjoyed watching it. It was a nice little Easter special. Um, Yeah, I thought it was alright. So you ready to move on to the Brain Basement? Oh, Let's go. Alright, welcome to the Brain Basement. We're going to talk about Easter memories and other things. Well, I already know what she's going to talk about, <laughs> which was a very traumatizing incident that happened to me when I was a child. <laughs> oh, I have another story too. I just thought of <laughs> yeah about a certain bunny mask. I think I know exactly what she thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, well, we used to go to Easter Sunday mass and get all dressed up, and we we're kids. We had just moved into our new house where we grew up, and it was our first Easter at this new church and everything. You would have been two, I would have been like five. So our mom dolled us all up in our, like, Sunday best. We were raised Catholic, so, you know, you gotta stand up and sit down a lot throughout the church. So we were standing up at the one part, and when we went to sit back down, my hat fell into the row in front of me. And before she could grab it, it was time to sit back down. And this fat like, lady was <laughs> on my hat and, like, didn't even fucking notice. <laughs> you were about to lose your shit and i'm hysterically laughing and my mom she sees what's going on and she's like oh shit well i'm about to cry and before i would cry i would scream really loudly so my mom smacks a hand over my mouth and she has her other hand over my mouth because i'm hysterically laughing and then it's time to stand up and the lady stands up and My mom snatches the damn hat. The hat is, like, flat. And my mom, like, bless her soul, just, like, punches the hat part back out. And puts it back on her head before she can have a meltdown. And smacks it, like, on my head, like, dramatic style. Like, punch, flip, smack down on my head. In retrospect, it was a thing of beauty. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, like, my traumatic Easter story. Then there's another story that didn't happen at Easter. We were at the store, and it was probably around Halloween time because they had a ton of, like, different masks and stuff. So Spunky tried on this big-ass Easter (laughs) Bunny mask. You and my mom <laughs> yeah. were on the next row, and I walked over to say, Hey, look at this mask that I have on. I'm like, isn't it funny? And then this, I don't know if it was a little boy or a little girl. It was, was a girl. Or, it was a blonde girl, I remember. And she was with her mom, and she sees me and, like, screams, bloody her. And I quickly like, run back to the other row, take it off, and pretend like nothing happened. I was pretty young. I think I was only, like, between 10 and 12, then. I don't remember. Yeah, know. Also, another Easter thing that comes to mind is when I was in college, I had a roommate friend who totally didn't realize that Easter was a religious holiday which was hilarious to me. And she's like, oh, I just thought it was about the Easter money and candy because she didn't go to church. She's not religious. So I thought it was super funny. So I made her a chocolate Jesus for Easter. Like I kind of just put it together and like carved a little Jesus face. So she knew that it was a religious holiday. (laughs) It was a fun time. I always like my Easter basket filled with these candy. They have these surprise chick eggs and they still have them today. And they're, like, my favorite thing ever. They're, like, milk chocolate eggs with little white chocolate chicks inside. And I don't know, as a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Do you have a favorite Easter candy besides the surprise eggs? If any of you are on the West Coast and know Sea's Candy, like, that was, like, the Easter candy. Like, you got that one time a year at my house. And they had these, like, eggs. Like, you'd get the three different kinds, the Bordeaux, vanilla chip, and chocolate. And they had a little flower on them. And the vanilla chip was always, like, my faves. yeah. I love Cadbury eggs, too. I know some people don't like them. Me? I don't know. I think they're gross. Oh, can we talk about how peeps are disgusting? <laughs> yeah, I never liked I peeps. can't get into them. I'm not a huge marshmallow person anyway, and then they kind of have that granulated texture on top, and I'm like, nope. I don't mind marshmallows, but I, yeah, I don't like the texture of the peeps. They have a weird taste to them, too. we have got some tunes for you. So let's move on to the music spotlight. Alright, welcome to the Music Spotlight where today's topic is fairy tales and nursery rhyme songs. First up on the list is one of my favorites. <laughs> it's Adam and the Ants with Prince Charming. Don't you ever, don't you ever lower yourself, depending on your standard. Don't you ever, don't you ever lower yourself, depending on your standard. to be scared of i love this song Adam ants like a new romantic god and the song has a really cool arm movement dance that was popular in the uk but it's cheesetastic and i love it number two on the list is harry chapin with cats in the cradle and the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon little boy blue and the man in the moon when you're coming home dad do Song is not one of my favorites, but it does have a lot of fairy tales and nursery rhyme references, so that's why we put it on the list, even though it's more about like his son growing up. The little boy blue and the man on the moon. Number three, we picked Madonna. You can be my lucky star. You must be my lucky star! I like this song. I love this song. They still play this on the radio because it's a jam. Yeah. And then number four, we got Run DMC with Peter Piper. Now, Peter Piper picked peppers, but run, rock, run Humpty Dumpty fell down. That's his art time. Jackie Nimble What? Nimble, and he was quick. But Jam, Master Jack saw Jay's dick. Not oh. a little bowl, Lost her sheep. And rock rock. I love old school hip-hop and run Davis, like the kings of rock. I mean, come on. But this one is a great song, it's got a really good groove. Moving on to number five. We got Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs with who's that walking in the woods? Yeah, it must be little red riding hood. Hey there, little Red Riding Hood. You sure are looking good. You're everything. in these spooky old woods alone oh. hey there little red riding hood you sure are looking good you're everything a big bad wolf could want oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good 60s jam. They also mm-hmm. did Wooly Bully, which is another good song. Yeah. And yeah, I've always liked this one. And we have two honorable mentions this week. The one I picked is by a British band called Bucks Fizz, who are kind of like the UK's answer to ABBA, with the song called The Land of Make-Bully. reminds me of the we fit music <laughs> when you do the step aerobics but I like the song a lot it's you know talks about the land of makeup and it's a good well and then I pick BTS's Pied Piper can't close your eyes can't close your eyes buy- at the fans because it's like they're the pipe paper who's like controlling the fans lives and it's like go do your homework and move on with your life you got things to do stop looking at her picture it's tongue-in-cheek it's really cute that's it for the music spotlight if you want to hear these songs in full you can check them out on our website thanks for joining us for this easter weekend i'm looking forward to having some ham and pineapple because that's my jams <laughs> and i hope you have a good meal as well and we'll be seeing you in a couple weeks if you'd like to drop us a line, you can email us at snarkyshow at gmail.com. You can check out our website at spunkyinsnarkyshow.wordpress.com. You can leave us a voice message on our Anchor page, which is anchor.fm slash Show, Or you can reach or like us on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok pages as well. The links to all that is on our website. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time for another fun episode. All right. You have a great one. Bye. Bye.